Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast. This is episode 55. Holy cow, 55. For September 16th, 2017. With me, as always, Ben Ueda from Homemade Modern. Hello. And Chris Salamone from Four Eyes Furniture. What? what? <laughs> that was good. It's my new catchphrase. So I've got the, uh, whatever you call it, national holiday for the day. Weird yep. holiday. I don't know if it's a national holiday for sure, but Definitely it not. is national. It doesn't deserve it, I don't think. This one's international, buddy. You're right. That's, it's universal. It's worldly. Oh, it is universal now that you think about it. It is National Collect Rocks Day or Rock Collecting Day, something Collect like Rocks that. Day. Collect like Rocks Day. That works for me. You guys big rock collectors? I'm sure there's a name for a rock collector, right? Yeah, geodudes. <laughs> geodudes. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not it. But. It's a technical term. Uh, no, that's the name of a Pokemon. Mm. <laughs> it, it is. I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, this one's off no, the rails. I, I, I don't, but I think it, there's potential in it. Uh, right. I have, I have a rock tumbler that I keep meaning to use because I, I really like the idea that you can collect something that's just around you and then refine it in sort of a passive process where you just load you up the rock smooth. tumbler and plug it in and let it sort of you know do the work for you and then you have all these smooth things i know that when i did work with like stone for that blue stone bench that that was a lot of fun and it was very eye-opening uh for that material as a potential and i tend to like things that are that are that are permanent so i think i'd like to do more masonry stuff could i throw out an idea for you ben sure let's hear okay so can can the carvey or any other cnc carve something like a hard stone um, no but, the, but a water rate? a water jet can interesting because something i've never seen and i'm sure people have done it but i think something would be really cool is you see a lot of live edge furniture or like things made out of burls where they have that cool edge mm-hmm. i think it would be awesome to do that but with stone i think that would be crazy no I, stone I, edge mm-hmm. I, I think i think that is very doable uh you you can you see a lot of like if you go to like a countertop uh yeah. place that sells like big slabs of granite yeah. A lot of them will have a live edge. The question is just whether or not that edge actually has a lot of aesthetic value. And of course, that's that's somewhat subjective. But I think the tendency is not because of the way rock sort of splits. Um, that the the face is normally looks best when it's polished or honed, not when it's just the the thing. What about um, some of those more like uh, rocks or like uh, like geodes? crystal type what? things geodes yeah. is that the right yeah, word geodes. but you know what i'm talking about where they're kind of like their own self-contained thing they got like yeah, the maybe some inside. smaller items like some like mugs or some cups or something could be cool yeah and then i think you'd be you know combine that with some some turquoise and make yourself a nice belt buckle <laughs> and you'll be all ready for burning man oh, uh, man. <laughs> no <laughs> head on over to knott's berry farm you, you, you know you know what's interesting is the, is the way you describe it is we'll see something and we'll think it's Okay, this this material has potential. There's yeah. there's there's a there's enough visual intrigue to this that I can make something out of it. The problem with like rocks often is that everyone else has thought of that in the sort of small scale craft and kind of jewelry way, right? Yeah. So for me, it's a it, it's a tricky thing because you can see it I'm like wow, this you cut this open and it's so beautiful, but then what do you make out of it? And you don't want to make the same trinkets, or at least for me, the same trinkets that everyone else is. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where it comes into being interesting is you right. don't see uh, you don't see that material the same way a jeweler would see that material. Right. So I, I think one of the, one of the ways I have used found objects or in particularly stones is I've used them to make one of a kind drawer and cabinet pulls. Right. Yeah. So I found these like really kind of small, smooth onyx like black stones and I've 
epoxied those to hardware and then made uh, like drawer pulls and stuff like that for a, for a modern uh, media console. And I think for things like that, that's really interesting. Um, I've always had the idea of collecting sort of a handful of small stones and then making like kind of like a slab coffee table and then hand carving little recesses. So rather than having like a coaster, there'd be like three little uh, spots where the stones don't slide. And then you set your sort of like it almost makes a little tripod for your coffee cup. I think there's things like that where you could make, you know, take one off one of the kind found objects and then incorporate them into the thing that you're working. Whereas I think, it, you know, unless you have sort of the specialty tools to cut stone, uh, it can be difficult. But I do have some ideas for the the five axis water jet at the Autodesk build space um, for some for some larger cut stone projects. Awesome. Chris. Yes, sir. Your rocks. Turn. Tell us about rocks. <laughs> well, the thing with rocks is that I got nothing to say about them. Okay. Yeah. Well, that wasn't what I was asking. Um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago, we had yeah. a little solo weekend show. And it I was kind of, that. the topic was based around you. Uh, someone basically approached you saying yeah, the they were interested in you doing some sort of product design that they mm-hmm. could ship and sell. Yeah. Um, but we never got any closure. Well, there still won't be closure, but I can give you an update. Okay. Let's hear it. So I went to the meeting. So I, I had some uh, misconceptions going into the meeting, but it was still a very good meeting. So basically, they're a company, the company that I met with, they manufacture furniture. And to this point, they've always just sold lines of furniture to big companies. So uh, I think we talked about Scandinavian design last time. Um, uh, they do room and board, a few, a few other companies. Um, but basically, they're looking to, they were interested in having me work with them and designing some original pieces and maybe using some of the pieces that I've already built on the channel. And then there, so there was a couple different ways it could go. It could go where, you know, maybe those become things that are offered and then sold at those retail stores, or maybe they're interested in actually getting into selling some of the stuff that they're manufacturing. So the idea where it sits right now is we're going to start off with probably three pieces that all design, you know, we're thinking the bad Larry right now. Um, we're thinking that first bench that I made, but maybe kind of re-envisioning it and having it be a coffee table, um, which is how I think most people probably would use a bench like that anyway. In fact, all the people who've like sent me pictures of versions that they've built, they've used them as coffee tables. And then maybe coming up with something else and doing a video on that and using that as the time to introduce that these are for sale. So it's a really cool opportunity because they'll actually be able to make it and sell it for a lot cheaper than what I can sell it for. Um, and depending on how you look at it, it's actually, you could view it as a better product than what I'm able to produce because all of the casework, everything will be made out of hardwood, no plywood with, you know, covered faces. So, um, you know, we'll still see where it's going. It's not a for sure thing yet, but we're definitely talking and, you know, it seems like a good deal on my side. I'm really interested in doing it. They're really excited about it. So, that's kind of all I have for an update right now, but definitely if something happens, I'll talk about it more here as it unfolds and make a YouTube video where that'll be incorporated into the video. If it ever does, and this is just spitballing, if it mm-hmm. ever does get to the point where stuff you've already designed, say it's the bad layer, or whatever it is, yeah, they decide to do a run of production on it, I would love if you could vlog as much of that as possible because I think so many people would be interested in that. Yeah, they, if, you know, if it all goes forward, they were talking about, so they're, they're in Portland. Uh So I would probably go to Portland and, you know, go 
tour their factory and hopefully it could be while they're producing it. I can get some of that. Um, the first I, they're going to send me where we're at right now is they're sending me samples of all the different finishes that they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we've gone back and forth a couple times with the design just because there's certain limitations with the design. You know, you can't just do anything. A lot of it has to do with the way that their equipment is set up. A right. lot of it. And so, so like with the bad Larry or something, so uh-huh. like one thing I see with the bad Larry is like the drawer configuration is tough to do with that side, right? Th- they can do it. Yeah. So they can, so do they the- can do it and you won't really have to alter, alter things too much. No. Yeah. Because the way that they do it is the way they build it is it'll be a drawer box that's basically sitting. So it'd be like a rectangular drawer box mm-hmm. that's sitting inside of the cabinet. So the cabinet can really be any shape. And yeah. then it'll be the same kind of deal that I did where they'll just fill the void with that with that triangular shape. Awesome. So actually where most of the, I guess, changes come in, has to do with the logistics of it. And in terms of efficiency of shipping things, um, it's weird the way that they determine the shipping price has to do with, you have to come in under a number. And the way they determine it is your longest side gets counted once. So say something was 50 long and then Uh it was 10 high and 10 deep they would double both of those other measurements and then you have to come in under a certain number of inches Mm. so the size the bad larry that i initially built would be a little bit big once you count in all the um packaging and everything so then you know you don't just want to say okay we'll just make it six inches shorter because now maybe it doesn't have the same proportion so you want to kind of redesign you want to scale it proportionally exactly yeah yeah. so we're we're going back and forth and coming we have a few designs and and they're looking pretty good so the good news is i'm interested and excited about it they're interested and excited about it so you know that's half the battle right there so we're we're working on it and hopefully exciting man i'm happy for you Thank you. Sweet. So what's the, what's on the docket for this episode? I guess we could start by, we could just talk about what we're working on this weekend. If you guys got anything new coming up that we haven't touched on on Thursday. Um, I think I kind of talked about it. I think the game plan is just pray to God that mirror just gets in the wall and just <laughs> doesn't break in the process. Without, so. if you do, it's just going to be more shards around your feet for the battle <laughs> yeah, royale. It's just more ammo. If, if, if it doesn't go well, like how many times before I'm throwing you're the just... Towel in. So this, this is it. This is it. This is do or die. <laughs> <laughs> Putting the pressure on. This is like the championship five round fight. Like I'm I'm deep into the fifth round. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got to go for the knockout now. You're not going to win on points. Yeah, I'm 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 throwing haymakers. <laughs> for me, I'm still in editing mode. Still have a ton of content to sort of uh uh process and package up. Um but uh, so far, the the early you know the early clips of the Solar Shed project that I'm editing are looking pretty awesome. So nice. super excited about getting uh, that out. I think probably I'm just glad I can make some cameos. Mike will be making some cameos in there, uh, and uh, yeah, it's I think it's our our big, biggest project to date, and really excited to to pack it all up. It'll probably be a sort of a relatively long video, a little bit longer than my normal one, so like sort of the six to nine minute sort of range. So. Uh, looking forward to to finishing that up. I'm excited to see it. Nice. I'm going to hopefully, I mean, I should have the dining room table finished and ready to go. So this weekend, hopefully I'll just be getting my thumbnail pictures and, and beauty shots for the end of the video, have it all set up and maybe I can have a meal on it. I'll christen it <laughs> this weekend, hopefully. We'll see. Um, and then I got to get that CNC finished, man. I've just been doing it in, you know, little two hour increments here and there, which makes it a tougher build, but 
I'm pretty sure I'm heavily on the home stretch now. I've got it all put together except for the, I forget what it's called, but basically the box that houses all the electronics. I still have to do that step. So yeah, hopefully I'll get that finished this weekend. And then do you have your first project planned out for it. I, yeah, I think I talked about it doing like the smaller version of the flat pack furniture that I used to build. So that's the first thing that I plan on doing, you know, aside from just like test cuts and that kind of stuff. So once I get it all calibrated and set up, that's probably what I'll do. Awesome. Um, and then in terms of other projects, I have an idea for, um, it's kind of a two-parter. So it kind of goes into the dwell videos that we want to do, but I have an idea for, it's basically a modular picture wall. So you know, we were thinking about like a picture ledge type thing, but I was thinking, well, what can I do to kind of take a picture ledge to the next level? So I have one idea of using, because I did this in the past where we decorated our wall for our kid's birthday with just a bunch of Instagram pictures that we had taken, but it was just, you know, like sticking them to the wall. So I was thinking of making kind of a installation where you can put them in and take them out depending on what you got going on at your house. And then doing another version for dwell that's more of a upscale version of that. So those should be fairly quick projects to knock out. It's just, I don't know if I'll be able to get to them this weekend, but if not, hopefully soon thereafter. That's cool. <clears throat> so for this episode, I guess we'll just do another question. You know, we tend to keep the weekend episodes a little bit shorter. We've already rant, we've already rambled hey, on for like this, 14 minutes. So I guess we can content. pop into a question. <laughs> this is gold rambling, yeah. my friend. So we have a question from small fry DIY on Instagram. Question asking alum. Yes. And it says, another question for you, wonderful, talented gentleman. By the oh, way, boy. flattery is a great way to get your question uh, <laughs> read. Uh, besides the regular tools like table saw, circular saw, chop saw, what is the most useful tool in the shop for you? Hmm. Speed square. That, that was kind of what I was, I was thinking, speed square or like that incro one that I really like. Yeah, I want to try one of those out. I just Got break it. pencil lead too easy on those mechanical pencils. Yeah, oh, you'll go you get. Well, we've talked about that before on our tools that we like was mechanical pencils. Just yeah. having a box full of those. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, ben, you seem like you could riff on for a long time while I think of something. <laughs> uh, well, it, it really depends, right? Like I, for me, it's like I don't think it depends on the application. And obviously, I would say I would I would start with a, once you have those basic tools, and I would include you know drills and and drivers and sanders into that. So for me, it's always Circular saw, drill, and orbital sander are the three most elemental tools. And I consider table saw and chop saw or miter saw as the sort of variations of the circular saw. Yeah, they're kind of complementary. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so if I was to stick to the elemental stuff, I would say always those three. Orbital sander, drill, and circular saw. Those That'll get you started. Then from there, the, the next sort of you know low-hanging fruit for sort of value are measuring tools like Mike said, the sort of speed square and stuff like that. Um, clamps also extend the, the your capabilities uh, a lot. There's also things to consider too, like Craig jigs and stuff like that that allow you to do sort of uh, pocket holes, especially mm -hmm. if you're just getting started. So yeah. uh, that's a really interesting way. It lets you sort of think more intuitively and by sort of creating pocket holes. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it and you'll 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 see it. That lets you sort of build more like a kid. It lets you say, okay, I have this 2x4 and I want to connect it to this 2x4. And it's actually more complicated without using things like pocket hole jigs. You have to, you know, really account for the wood splitting and really think about the, the connection details. But something like a Craig jig for doing pocket holes can make that a lot easier. And they're relatively inexpensive tools as well. Um, yeah. yeah. So I would look to something like that. Recently for me, my 
the new tool that I'm really sort of having fun with is the Ryobi 18 volt palm router. So it's a battery powered router, which I was super skeptical about. But I recently milled a really thick uh, cross section of walnut, like a whole piece of tree trunk, and turned this really rough piece that was hacked up with a chainsaw and turned it into a finished tabletop in about an hour and a half. And I only had to use two charges of battery. And I ended up actually milling about, it's about 20 inches in diameter. And I milled away about three whole inches, about inch and a half on either side. Uh, with this battery-powered router. And I was like, I had no idea that a battery-powered router could uh, could work that efficiently. So that's been the, the fun tool to use. Nice. Oh, and I said speed square. I probably should have said a 12-inch speed square. One you should have, because like, I was thinking like a 13-foot one when you said oh, it. That's what I no, pictured. No, so right I just meant instead of like the, I don't know what normal one inch. is, like 8 inches or 6, six inches. 6 inch or 8 inch. Yeah, but a 12-inch one is very cool. Chris. We're still talking about speed squares, right? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Hey, bringing it down. Um, so a couple, just a thought that popped into my head when uh, Ben brought up the Craig jig, the, you know, the pocket holes. I've actually never used one and I wouldn't mind using one. I'm sure if I did, I would catch flack from people, but I would say like never let worrying about catching flack on something like that stop you from using something. You know, if it's a good technique and it's sound, you know, it's not going to fall apart and it makes your job easier use it like anybody who who tells you not to because of that i feel like they have they're not giving good advice right and i think my point of view on it a lot of times people's obligation is like you should just be using mortise and tenons right Uh is that that's usually a pretty standard uh thing yeah but if you look at it from someone like my perspective i'm not equipped at all to make mortise and tenons Uh you know what i'm saying like i'm using a like a job site type table saw so right. having that kind of accuracy and that kind of repeatability is not easy if you don't have a cabinet saw. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like taking things into perspective or like looking at something relative to people's situation where, yeah, a Craig jig maybe isn't a great thing. If you have a panel router, a Festool Domino and a giant cabinet saw in your shop. But if you're, wor- if you're working with like whether it's limited tools or just not super expensive tools, whatever it is, if it fits your situation and works for you, run with it. Honestly, and honestly, even if you do have all the tools in the world and the pocket jig it's for just the right this tool particular for that application, job. yeah, if it's the right tool, it gets the job done, you like it, yeah, who cares? Exactly. It works. Do you, man. That's right, baby. Embrace those pocket holes. Now, <laughs> next, I was going to say, I kind of have a tangent that I was thinking of off of the question. And that was, this could be, I don't think it's an unpopular opinion, but it seems like it could be like based in the way that everyone always talks about these things. But I feel like we have a tendency to always cater to the lowest common denominator when it comes to tool ownership. So you'll get people asking, you know, basically it's how can I do this for the cheapest? But in a way, the way that I actually feels like, or that I actually feel is if you're really passionate about these things, like, is it too much to ask to say, I'm going to spend a thousand dollars on this hobby that I'm going to have for years and years and years. Uh, we always cater to that like cheapest way of doing it. Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, a lot of people getting into it, like whenever I started building things, 50-50 on whether I was actually going to build things for the next mm-hmm. month even. I so can't when think you're of how many dipping your toe in it. Right, I can't think of how many hobbies I've like thought about, tried and I was like, uh, no. Sorry. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. So I think there's I think there's that aspect to it, but I I can agree to a certain point. Like you've been building things for like a year or so, and it's like, yeah, I want to I want to spring and get like a really nice table. Sorry, I want to spring and get a really cool you know dust collection system. Whatever's gonna make your life easier. If it's worth mm-hmm. it to you, then yeah. Once again, if it floats your boat, go for it. Yeah, I always think it's funny that like people catch flack for that kind of stuff when I, something that I've thought before is like people give me grief about like, oh man, if I could have a shop like that, I, mm-hmm. I might've said this before, but every tool that I have is cheaper than a new Civic. And you wouldn't see somebody <laughs> in a new Civic and be like, whoa, look at Mr. Silver Spoon over here going Mr. down the Honda. street. Yeah. All, you mean all of the tools combined? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I don't have one tool that's as expensive as probably a, I don't know, a factory rim. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, it, well, maybe you know, it's funny. It's but. like uh, you know, most of these tools are cheaper than an iPhone. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let alone like a laptop or something like that. Yeah. I, my The laptop I'm recording this on is more expensive by several hundred dollars than any single tool that I have. Hmm. Perspective. It's a $20,000 laptop. <laughs> Gold plated. <laughs> he could buy a Civic with his laptop money. That's right. I chose the laptop. Good choice. Nice. Did we cover that question? I think so. Okay. We could uh, we could do a hypothetical unless we want to do another question. I could do a weekend hypothetical. Let's do a let's do a hypothetical, man. Yeah. There's yeah. Cool. Let's do it. All right. This one I, it's very short that I've written down, so I'll have to I guess explain it. But I wrote down Super Bowl of food. So here's what Ooh. it is. Okay. We're gonna have a Super Bowl of food around the world. So this is in some magic scenario. Somehow you can get every single person in the world to taste every food. So that can be dishes. So it could be as complex as like, you know, lasagna, or it can be something very simple, like, you know, white rice or just Mm -hmm. like an ingredient or whatever. Everybody in the world, they're going to all taste the food. They're going to rate each food on a scale from one to 10. What food do you think would have the highest average after we calculated it all out? Is it per capita, like population Matters? This is the whole world. So it's the entire world is going to taste it. If that's the case, like India's got a lot of pull or China's got they a do. lot of pull. You know they what I do. mean? And we're going to take cold. Well, so everybody can take, you can't just be like, well, nobody can even taste this meat. Like everybody can taste everything. Right. There's and no they can give their opinion on it. Or anything right. like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would look at what are the, the most populous cultures and then what's the most like basic food group within that so it seems like most every culture has a basic of like uh some kind of starch a meat and a vegetable type thing so whether it's like italian food where it's like you've got your grain Mm -hmm. you've got your like your pasta uh, chicken and then like some sauce if you look at uh mexican food it's kind of the same thing but it's like uh, (laughs) a burrito instead it's still like it's still a grain with a meat and then some kind of something to go with it so I would look at what's the biggest culture in the world and then what's their like basic item that everyone would kind of already have an acquired taste for. So what do all Chinese people want to eat? Uh, Pretty much. <laughs> Without sounding like rice? Uh, <laughs> I, I have the answer for this. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so much confidence. I, I've been all over the world. And, and people love Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> A double double, and then um, Southwest and egg rolls from Chili's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would just say like um, chicken fried rice. No, no, you're wrong. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. 
Ben, I'm right. <laughs> every, every country I've been to has had their own version of fried chicken that's all been excellent. Like I think uh, if there chicken were... fried rice. <laughs> nope. Because <laughs> I'm the, kidding. The, okay, the keep seasonings going. would be all would be different, but right. fried chicken I think is the most universal. I think that's the most universal sort of complete sort of menu item food. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously staples like wheat and rice and dairy to a certain extent are staples that are that are eaten everywhere. But I would say fried chicken. I've had you know crazy excellent fried chicken in Thailand. I've had it in in Africa. Uh, I've had it in South America, North America. Uh, even the Canadians, I think, eat it. Um, <laughs> uh, everybody, they're eating it. Everyone is. <laughs> no, I, I think just about every country I've been to has had their own vision of, of fried chicken. What, what's different is the, the the types of oil that they use to cook it in, the types of breading that they do. Uh, but I don't think that there's really a country in, or at least like a maybe maybe not. It might be a country, but most of the countries that I've been to, and I've probably been to over forty or fifty, uh, have some version of a crispy, somewhat breaded fried chicken. So I'd say that that would be the sort of universal, uh, enjoyable food that I would want to distribute across the world. My thesis was pretty close then. Yeah, all right, it was well, pretty close. Well, then I'll tell you, I'll hate to inform you that you're both wrong. <laughs> here's, here's my thinking is with something like the chicken, I think it's going to be good. And most people are probably going to give it like an eight or something like that. You're going to get mostly eights. You're going to get some people that are tens, but then you're going to get a lot of zero or ones or whatever the lowest is from a, a like good chunk very of people. Average. That, yeah. Or, yeah, so very low. People are just giving it like a six because it's like, hey, I eat fried chicken every day. Give me something. Or you're going to get dragged down by like, oh, no, that's gross eating meat or eating something off the bone. We're not, well, we're no, not counting that. They can stuff. eat it, but they, they might not like it, but they, they, they have to basically it's everybody tries everything. So it's right. But we're not taking like just for the sake of ease. Like we're not including like vegetarians or like people that are vegan. Well, well, I don't think that can have a super strong. Okay. So they're, things. yeah. Okay. So the basically like politics can't come into it. Right. But if yeah, they think that think... meat is gross, I mean, there are people that actually think meat is gross no, or whatever. True. So they'll, yeah, you're right. So my mom won't eat pork. There you go. So if I you, don't know, it's just weird. You find those people. So there goes bacon. She's, she's not like an Orthodox, uh, <laughs> any kind of anything. She's not <laughs> any kind of Orthodox. Okay. So I yeah. think that once you calculate it, you're, you're trying to hit singles, not home runs. So I feel like it's going to be all fried chicken is is singles. I feel like <laughs> I think that's a solid double stand up double right there. Okay. It's a ground rule double every time. <laughs> I'm going to go for something like a banana. Cause I think that a banana, like it's not going to be a 10 on anybody's list, but I think you're always going to get like sixes and sevens across the board from people. Really? That's what I think, man. I can't, ah, uh. If I have to, if I have to choose a side, I'm choosing the side of Ben on that one. I feel like banana is such an out there choice. I think, I think that that's the like. It's going to be these very simple, unoffensive, like an apple. Apple, yeah. Or, but like that same kind of idea. Yeah, in that category. Like, I'm not saying it's a, a banana, but I think it would be something real simple. That's just like a is basic. Is it about food or is it about meals? It's everything. So you're oh, ranking okay. meals and individual foods. So what's the meal then? We'll close it on what's the meal. Uh, chicken fried rice. Not just joking. Uh, <laughs> I know, man. I don't know. Uh, then, uh, th- if that's the case, I think fried chicken's pretty strong because yeah. it it's it it's something like that is good because it doesn't have a lot of ingredients. You yeah. know, something like a hamburger. 
you have a lot of ingredients there. So you can lose them on the cheese, you can lose them on the meat, you can lose them on the bread, you can lose them on the vegetables. There's a lot of places to go wrong. So I think in that case, something like, yeah, fried chicken or bacon or something is a But that's good still choice. kind of the same, the same thing as like banana. Banana. What are you eating with the chicken, right? Bananas. Bananas. It's my favorite All combo right, right there. <laughs> I feel like we're going way too deep on this. <laughs> go, go on to Reddit and post your pick, and you got to back it up for the Super Bowl of food. I'll start a Super topic. Bowl of food thread. There we yeah. go. Start it off. And I'm going to fight for fried rice. I'm going to fight for <laughs> banana. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, if you haven't given us a review after last week's episode, after I pleaded and pleaded, I don't know what I can do at this point. And I'm, I'm not going to say I'm giving up, but my faith is dwindling. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> if you're not following on Instagram, do that. We are at Modern Maker Podcast. Individually, we are at Modern Builds, at Benjamin Ueda, and at Four Eyes Furniture. Um, so if you're not following us on an individual level, make sure and do that. Uh, Instagram is the place. And get on that Reddit and talk about the Super Bowl food. I'm going to read them all. And then maybe next weekend or next episode, we'll... Next uh, weekend, we'll rehash it. Uh, yeah, somebody who made a very uh, compelling argument. Well, I'll see what they said. All right, awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Stay safe, and we'll see you on Thursday. Bye, everybody. Later. Later. Cool. Good one. Boom. Um.